Good evening. My name is Dorian Lewis, and I will be your moderator for this evening's class. Welcome to another, another lecture given by the members of the Southfield, Michigan class. This is a school, not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as the result of a divine vision and revelation given unto our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield class was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield class is Dr. Marvin Lewis, and the president is Dr. Edward Ewell. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, as they are contained in the original Hebrew texts. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted with Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted with God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted with Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and are not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means that Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the, neither the Hebrew, Greek, nor Latin languages have any letters or characters in their alphabet that will produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1,400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true name of our Heavenly Father and His Son. Christ is a title, just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, He is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this cloud as a, excuse me, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We've drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man cannot perceive of him in this pure spirit state, 
took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form could only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now, there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. Therefore, the simple yet intelligent question we should all ask ourselves is what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach about the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of the most holy place, the holy place, and the court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Our primary constitutional aims and objectives are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern, both practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons, operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained that there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And 10th, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth.
And at this time, we will have a prayer given by Dr. Shirley Nelson, followed by a scripture reading, Mark, the fourth chapter, read by Dr. Lauren Lewis. Good evening, everyone. Let us take this time to bow our hearts and minds in a moment of prayer. We want to thank Yahweh, our Heavenly Father, for all that he has done for us in giving us his understanding of his true name and his true gospel and how he really is and how he actually do exist. We thank him for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank, thank him for strengthening us and for giving us the endurance in this lifetime. We pray that he continually bestow his gifts and mercy upon us and that his blessings may be with all of us all the days of our lives. We thank Yahweh for all that he has done. We thank him for waking, enough, waking us in the morning and giving us the day and the sunshine and the time in our hearts and our minds to take time and to know him and to love him and to thank him. We praise his holy name and all of these blessings we ask in our dear Savior's name of Yahshua the Messiah, let us all say hallelujah. 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 I'd like to say good evening to the class. I'll be reading out of the King James Version, substituting the true names where appropriate. Let's mark the fourth chapter. And he began again to teach by the seaside, and there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine, hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30 and some 60 and some an hundred. And he said unto them, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, they were about, excuse me, they that were about him with the 12 asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of Yahweh. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. That seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understand, least any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said unto them, know ye not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? The sower soweth the word, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. 
And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in them themselves. And so endure, but for a time afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty and some a hundred. And he said unto them, is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick? For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifest. Neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, take heed what you hear with what measure you meet. It shall be measured to you and unto you that here shall more be given. For he that hath, to him shall be given. And he that hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he hath. And he said, so is the kingdom of Yahweh. As if a man should cast seed into the ground, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, First the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. And he said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of Yahweh? Or what or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when it is sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs and soothes out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. And with many such parables, he spake the word unto them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, two, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves begat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? That was Mark, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Nelson and Dr. Lewis for the prayer and scripture. And we welcome each of our, each of you out to today's lecture. We thank all of our brethren for joining us. And we thank you, Ashwa, for you all.
For our first speaker, it is a pleasure to call on the the president, I believe it's the president of the Saginaw branch, Dr. Philip Crook. Good evening, class. Good evening. Um, Let's see how we can go. I gotta say it's always a pleasure to give a testimony of our Savior Yahshua the Messiah. Trying to think what's the scripture. Let's try John the eighth chapter. Let's see. Do you want to start at one? Yes. That's John eight and one. Yahshua went unto the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Yahshua stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Yahshua was left alone and the woman standing in the mist. Okay, that's good enough right there. That wasn't what I really wanted to read. I can't think of that scripture. I'm sorry about that. Uh, what does it say? Maybe we can search for it. If uh, Let's start. Let me see. Let's start with uh, Deuteronomy. Six chapter because we was in Mark four and he was like him to have an ear, let him hear. Mm-hmm. So let's try with Deuteronomy. That's Deuteronomy to the sixth chapter. Okay, waking up there. Start at six and one. <laughs> That's Deuteronomy six and one. Now these are the commandments, the statutes and the judgments which Yahweh your Elohim commanded to teach you, that you might do them in the land whither you go to possess it, that thou mightest fear Yahweh thy Elohim to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I commanded thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be... Now, excuse me. Now, there he goes saying, Hear, O Israel. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in Mark 4, he said, He that have a hear, hear, let him hear. So, before you receive this gospel, you got to be able to hear. You got to hear what he's saying. You got to pay attention to what's being said. You got to take heed. You got to have, um, you got to have your undivided attention. So, him, when he's saying in Mark 4, him to have an ear, let him hear. That means him who's willing to pay attention and be sincere and listening. Because the only way you can receive 
is, is first of all, Yahshua got it been the chosen is already will out of Yahweh from the beginning that that seed was planted in you. So as the more and more you hear this gospel, that seed begin that seed which is in you begin to grow, just like a father. But you gotta hear. Go ahead. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee and that ye may increase mightily as Yahweh thy Elohim, excuse me, as Yahweh Elohim of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our Elohim is Yahweh a unity. Now there you go, Yahweh our Elohim and Yahshua Messiah, they are a unity. Can you read it out of the King James Version? Sure. King James Version, fourth verse. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. See, there you go. It's just one. Now, out there in the world, and many Christianity and many belief, they believe in the Trinity. So, but right there in the book and the Bible that they use, you know that 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 goes against what that Bible is saying. <laughs> the Yahweh is a unity. He's not a Trinity. You got to be able to hear. You got to be able to listen. Better understand what you read. I'm quite sure when they, at some time, they didn't went over this, over this scripture, and you know, but it just goes over their head, you know. So that light is shining in darkness, but the darkness can't comprehend it. So he said, "Here, O Israel, Yahweh, our Elohim is a unity, not a Trinity." So when we talking about our Savior, now let's let me slow it up. Talking about our creator, Yahweh Elohim. That um, in his pure spirit state, he is pure spirit. So therefore, he had to take on shape and form. Now, this ain't, when he take on shape and form as Elohim using nine attributes, this isn't someone else. This is not anything else. It's still Yahweh. Taking on shape and form. It didn't take all of Yahweh to take on this shape and form of Elohim. He just manifesting himself because, as we say in his pure spirit state, you can't begin to scrutinize him or see him. So, for in order for us to have an understanding of him, he had to do this because it's going according to his purpose, his pattern, and his plan. So, he took on shape and form, but without flesh and blood. Let's get John. Let's John 1 and take it to the um, 13th, 13th verse. John 1 and 13. Which were, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of Yahweh. They were born of Yahweh. They're talking about Elohim. Because when you read in John 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning was the word. You can mark that down. Got it in your notebook if you don't know that, but in the beginning was the word, and the word was with Yahweh, and the word was Yahweh. But what was the word? We're talking about Elohim. Elohim is the word of son that's stated in the moderation. So you're still dealing with Yahweh, taking on shape and form without flesh and blood. He is, he is the creator, Yahweh as Yahweh Elohim. Is a um him sending his little boy off start off a creation. This is Yahweh 
taking part of his own creation, but in uh, without flesh and blood. Then when you read that 14th verse, go down. All right, 14th verse. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of See? grace and truth. See, the word became flesh, so that's Joshua the Messiah, whom the world, whom, whom the world know as Jesus Christ, but we know his name through research. When you study and research, you know his name could not have been Jesus or begun with the letter J. So when you're back in Deuteronomy and you read that again, when it says Yahweh, I is unity. That's Deuteronomy 6 and 4, excuse me. Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our Elohim is Yahweh a unity. And that's and that's that's our creator. You know, we're talking about the supernal nature. And so for us to understand that, you know, he had Moses and the children of Israel out there build that tabernacle pattern, which is going to explain his supernal nature. Because the real true pattern is Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua. These three are one. You got Yahweh, the Father. You got Elohim, the Word, or Son. This is the first offspring of Yahweh manifesting himself. And then later he came down in the first with flesh and blood. As Elohim, he is without flesh and blood. Yahshua, he comes, he comes in flesh and blood. But this is a unity, not a, not a trinity. And that is our makeup of our creator. But you got to be able to hear that. Because as you see, it's, right, it's written in the King James Version, version that he is one. The Lord is one, but yet a lot of people... A lot of people think that is a trinity out there and they swear up and down by it. But, you know, you can read some things and if, you are, if you're so content in what you believe in, you, you'll go, that'll go right over your head. That's like you being in darkness and we don't want to be in darkness. So you got to be able to hear. Another part where he had, somebody had to pay attention. We always like to start with Moses. Moses, and he had to show you how he had to hear because Let's take it to Exodus 3 and 1. It's trying to stick with, give an explanation of hearing what and what this hearing is. Because this, you want to hear the true gospel. You got to really truthfully, that's to sum it up. You got to have, you got to have your undivided attention. Mm -hmm. Exodus 3 and 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of Elohim, even to Horeb. Excuse me. And so the angel of Yah, pardon me. Let's beat him up to get him up to date just in case someone out there, if we have any first timers, I don't know. But it's just to speed you up today. Moses and the children of Israel was down there in Egypt. And you know, it came upon the time while when Moses was grown, he had to flee Egypt because the Pharaoh sought his life for killing an Egyptian. So when he fled Egypt, you know, he was over there in the wilderness of Sinai, and he met his wife, and he helped him, and he began to have, um, his job as he got over there, he began to take care of the flocks and everything. So at one point in time, while he's taking care of the flocks, you know, he comes upon this burning bush. And this is where we are right here in this Exodus 31, just to speed you up. But 
Okay. The second verse. And the angel of Yahweh appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight by the bush is not burnt. See, now, that's what I want to get at. He had to turn aside. What was he turning aside? All his thoughts and opinion of what he known about if a bush was on fire, it should be consumed. But this particular bush is on fire, but it's not being consumed. So what he had to do was come with an open heart and an open mind. He had to really go in there and be a vet with an investigated train of thought to see why this bush is not being consumed. Now, we come to find out later, as we, if you stick around in this class, and for those that's in this class, Moses was having a vision. You know, if you would have been out there with him, you wouldn't have seen that burning bush. Mm -hmm. Moses was having a divine vision at this point in time given to him by his divine revelation as far as being introduced to our creator, our creator was introducing himself. He's about to introduce himself to Moses. At this point in time, no one knows who our creator is as far as his name and who he is. And our creator is getting ready to introduce himself. But Moses had to go with his full undivided attention. He had to be paying attention and listening. He had to hear the things that Yahweh is about to say. Go ahead. Fourth, fourth verse. And when Yahweh saw that he turned aside to see, Elohim called to him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigh hither. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Excuse me, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I don't mean to be rude. But here he is, he heard his name. Yahweh called his name. You know, at this time, he still don't know his, that this is Yahweh who is calling him, but he heard his name called and he's, he answered and said, here I am. You know, so he's listening. He's paying attention. He's hearing. And he's hearing the things. He's seeing this bush be on fire. And he's hearing the words that is coming from this bush. Go ahead. Fifth verse. And he said, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Now, he had to take off his shoe, you know, because the place where he's standing is on holy ground so let me slow this down real quick just to explain this as we stated before our creator Yahweh Elohim and Yahshua is a unity you know they are one but you got three state of existence and two manifestations of that existence and so how uh, when he um when he took on that shape and form through his creation, when he introduced himself, when we fast forward, Moses is going to have to go back down in Egypt, and Yahweh going to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, bring them to the wilderness of Sinai, where they're going to make a marriage. I'm fast forwarding. And Moses is going to go up himself alone up in the mountain, and he's going to be instructed to build a tabernacle pattern at a certain point, point in time. Now, this tabernacle pattern if you get it for us, I'm moving fast. I'm all over the place, but I'm still hoping to get this, uh, make this a point about what Mark 4 said to him that have an ear, let him hear. Hmm. Where, where do you want? The tabernacle pattern. Uh, you want the, the scripture too? Ah, uh, not just oh. that. 
Just that. So in this tabernacle pattern, you have a court ground about that would be like unto Egypt. And then you'll see the door. That'll be like that veil. That'll be like the Red Sea. And then you got that fifth step, that holy place. That'll be like the woods inside now where Moses is at. You know, right now, the holy place. So when you go back to the migratory pattern, down at the bottom in black, you see, that's Egypt, and that's like the court roundabout. Then you see the Red Sea. That's like the door. And then you got the wilderness of Sinai. That's the holy place. So Yahweh right now, this is where Moses is at when Yahweh is talking to him. So he say, Moses, take out thy shoe for the land, for the ground you're walking on is a, um, is a holy. Now, he's not just saying that just because Moses is in his presence. It's right. because he had a purpose and a pattern. And according to the pattern, that tabernacle pattern, and this migratory pattern, which is a greater, more perfect tabernacle pattern, Moses mm -hmm. is in a holy place. Right. So when he take off his shoes, now what that is stating underneath, his, his shoes was touching the ground. Now his, the bottom of his feet is touching the ground. And what do we call the bottom of our feet? So. So. So you got to hear this. If you're paying attention and writing it down, mm -hmm. and you're listening, you're seeing somehow consistent that our creator is and expressing himself through his creation, through the tabernacle pattern, and through the um, greater, more and greater, the migratory pattern, the more greater and more perfect tabernacle. You're bringing your soul. So what Yahweh is really telling Moses to do is to bring your soul to me. You see, and the reason why he's doing that, because later on when he come down as Joshua the Messiah, what he got to do to fulfill those laws that he gave to the Moses and those children of Israel, he got to come in and redeem them, fulfill the law to redeem them who's under the law so he can fulfill that law. Thy buried, resurrect, I pour his Holy Spirit. And as the Abraham promise was, all nations should be blessed to know his name and know who he is. So now we're in the spiritual. When he do this, we sets forth us to our um, fourth age and present kingdom age where he got for his Holy Spirit. My point is, Joshua is coming in to save our soul. So Yahweh is telling Moses right here in the scriptures, bring your soul to me. When we come to him, we got to bring our soul. He ain't worrying about these fleshly butts. So those shoes represent the flesh. And, you know, we know the flesh and blood and all that can't enter the kingdom of heaven. So you got to bring your soul. Because when Joshua come in and being consistent with the father, Yahweh was really trying to tell, tell the children of Israel was from a spiritual standpoint. But because of the transgression of Adam and Eve, they were kind of minded. They couldn't understand the spiritual. So therefore, Yahshua had to come in. So now when he died, buried, and resurrected, I pour his soul, I pour his soul unto his apostle. Now he told him to go baptize people in the name. And he's doing that so he can save our soul. And when he tells him to baptize in the name and not water, and those that hear, those that have an ear, let him hear. 
they will be saved. But you got to be able to hear. You got to be able to be paying attention. When you're in class, we call this a class because we're here to learn. And when you're in class, if you pay attention and you're listening and you're writing down your notes and take, taking down everything and bring your questions, you know you can learn something about your creator if you're sincere in your heart. So now let's try Mark, the fourth chapter. Would you like to start at one or did you want me to um, drop start at one? Okay, that's, <clears throat> that's Mark four and one. And he began again to teach by the seaside and there was gathered unto him a great multitude so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine, hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth. See, now what they're doing is witnessing him do a lot of things that they never saw anybody do before. And they are following him because he have, he have done some things that no one has ever done. You see, and um, so they are following him and they are marveling at this. Now, they don't understand nothing spiritually at this time. You see, but they are, but by the things that he are doing, they know he is something special. Go ahead. Okay. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and see, brought forth. See, now what that's talking about, those who listen and have them and to sum it up to really give you an understanding, they're going to be those who are going to hear and those who don't hear. They're going to be those who are unrighteous and those who are not unrighteous. The one that's unrighteous, you know, they're not going to yield any fruits, but the one in righteousness will yield some fruit, but it's going to come a point in time, time by them listening and first following what he said, and then at a point in time, he's going to really give them to understand it spiritually. See? Mm -hmm. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30 and some 60 and some an hundred. And he said unto them, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now, 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 when we think we all have ears, you see what I'm saying? And unless you are deaf, you know, when somebody speaks, you're supposed to be able to hear. But as I stated, and you, and you, most of you, I'm quite sure, experience, sometimes you can say some words as plain as day, and people still don't comprehend and not. Some do, some don't. That's the reason why that is, because it's going according to a purpose in the pattern of our creator. He got some in the dark, some in the light. Light shining in darkness, darkness comprehended and not. But this is why this is going on, but it's consistent. Whatever is going on, no matter what the manifestation of the story is, the principle is you're going to have some in righteous, some in unrighteous. 
It's going to be those are those who are Yahweh and those who are not. And we're talking about knowing him in righteousness or, or you not knowing him at all, or you do know his name, but you know him, you're not uh, worshiping him in righteousness. Continue. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the 12 asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, unto you, it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of Yahweh. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand. At least any I just want to say that we already explained that. Go ahead. Excuse me. At least any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said unto them, know you not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? The See? sower. Now, before we go further, mm -hmm. take it back up a little a verse where he said, those who don't hear, but it might come a time where they will hear. Okay. Um, they were perverted. Right, the verse before. Okay. I'll start at 11. And he said unto them, unto you is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of Yahweh, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. That saying they they saying things, they hear things, but they're not comprehending it. Now he's gonna give it to an understanding to his disciples, but those people's not gonna understand, it. and they don't truly understand it because as we know right now, he hasn't died, buried, and resurrected. But he's still speaking to him, mm -hmm. still letting him know that. But it might—I can bring him up out of that darkness if they have that seed in them, and when they hear this gospel, they hear it for what it is for for its integrity, its truth, and its integrity of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Daniel, mm -hmm. and he said unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of Yahweh. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand. Least any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. See, and all of our sins that are in class that know him righteous, he have forgiven for a time for those of us who at one time did not know him. Some of you are fortunate to know him all your life. You know, that's a blessing. That's truly more of a blessing. You you know, you will never understand. But it was a point in time where the majority of the world didn't even know him. But we thought we knew him. And we were in darkness. And that's the uh, the our ignorance of who he was is what he was forgiven. Because he know how he created us. But he know how he made our heart. And he know how he made our mind. And he know that seed is in us. And at a point in time when his gospel get to be preaching, when we hear this gospel, we'll begin to grow and learn of him evermore in this age, in this spiritual age, because those first two ages of the flesh, the second and third age, they were carnal-minded, so they couldn't worship him spirit. So they heard and seen a lot of things, but from how you supposed to worship and know I created from a spiritual, they wasn't able to do that because of the transgression of Adam and even through that transgression of Adam and Eve, all mankind died. So it was set up from the beginning that our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, 
Ooh, the same LM that the lamb slain from the foundation of the world had to come in and fulfill and redeem those who he introduced himself to through Moses, had to redeem them first, not all of them, but the majority of them, all of them, all of them who work on um, how we say, adhere to what his gospel, to the things that he was saying and preaching. So when he died, buried, and resurrected, those he, he went under the um, grave, he resurrected. You know, they say he resurrected with how many? A hundred and how many? I'm not sure. And what, but the, what he did when he went down there through his death, the so-called three days, and it was a phenomenal day because when we add it up, we're like, how can you get three days out of that? You know, that's a whole nother story. But he yeah. went down there and he preached his gospel. Just to sum it up, to those, those who had died from all the way from Adam up until his death, that was in the grave, he preached his gospel to them. And those that were his, they resurrected with him. You see what I'm saying? Then when he resurrected, he outpoured his Holy Spirit to his disciples. And he told them to go Go there and preach and teach and baptize in the name. I didn't know water, nothing physical. How you gonna baptize in the name? You're gonna tell his story about his death, burial, and resurrection according to the scriptures. Because he said you search the scripture. I'm jumping all around, jumping all around, but the main focus, what I'm trying to do, you gotta be able to hear this. Once you continue to come in class and learn of this, you will be you will have an understanding of it as you continue to study, listen, and pay attention. And those of you who know this story, you know you, you right along with me. But to those of you new, I can say keep coming, keep coming, pay attention, right. Right. <laughs> pay attention. I'm I'm moving around because I'm coming from top of the head top of the head, but I want to always have something to say about our creator. So Mark 4 say, here, as well, here, O Israel, and those who have, those who have an ear, let him hear Deuteronomy 6 and 4 say, here, O Israel. See, those the same things. Those are mm -hmm. the same things. You got it in, got it in the scriptures. Then here you go, I got it with Joshua about to fulfill him, tell, tell him they hear what he tells his disciples to do. Baptize those in the name. That means go preach in the name of Yahshua. And to those that have an ear, let him in. You should be mm -hmm. saved and righteous. And now we get to have an understanding of him spiritually in our heart and mind. We don't get caught up with the fleshly thing, but we know that these things in the physical is just a mere image of the spiritual because it right. takes the natural to explain the spiritual. You get into Romans 1, 19 and 20, and just go to it so we... In case we do have somebody new, we still keep some scriptural backing of what we're talking about. Romans 1 and 19. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifested in them, for Yahweh hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and supernal nature, so that they are without excuse. And the reason why that is, because everything is made, is made with a pattern and created after some form of pattern. What you're talking about? Let's get to the, um, the nameplate. 
but you got the Adams and you got the Tabernacle pattern. Okay, so we see right here, in that first one, you got the Tabernacle pattern with his, which he um had Moses and the children of Israel to build. That consists of a most holy place, a holy place court round about, three compartments, one Tabernacle pattern. There are three things that our Creator ever told men to build, and it wasn't no church. Mm. It was the ark, Noah's ark, that tabernacle pattern, and Solomon temple. These three things are the three things that he told man to build. Moses, when he fled, he, when the children of Israel came up out of Egypt, he made three significant trips to the Mount Sinai. Now, he might have been to that mount several other times, but it was three significant trips that he made to that mount according to the purpose of plan and us getting the understanding of Yahshua. The first one they came up out of Egypt, Moses was warned. He didn't have no vision. He didn't receive any vision. He was warned about the children of Israel, and they gave him a certain amount of times, three days three days to clean up and then bring them back. After those three days, they were brought back. This is the second trip to the mount. And this is where the children of Israel married Yahweh because he gave them some commandments and everything that Yahweh said to do. They said they would do. That was like a marriage. Then went up here. Let's get that Moses chart. And then we come back to this, this chart. Because this is pictorial from these charts are Bacterial Bible. So if you can't understand the words we saying or when you're reading, you got some pictures to go along with them. And they say a lot of times a picture is worth what? A thousand words. One picture is worth a thousand words. A thousand words. So we see Moses right here. This is the second trip. Him, Aaron, Nadab, and the bayou, and the 70 other elders went up to that plateau of Mount Sinai. Guess who they saw? In the divine vision, they saw the word of Yahweh, Elohim, in the divine vision. Now, he didn't lay his hand, hand on him, so he didn't give them no understanding. That's what that meant. He laid not his hand. And then Moses alone went up into the mouth, and there he received the visions of how to make the tabernacle pattern, and Yahweh broke them down, the creation of heaven and earth, and the six-day sequence on the seventh day he rest. That was Moses' second trip. Then there was some disturbance going on. They broke his law. And Moses had the cloud, was called up out of the cloud. Went on down. I'm just going to fast forward. You have to get into Exodus. Start reading that book of Exodus. And you'll get into this. When you get to certain spots as Exodus, when you see those die, now, critical marks, you'll know to go in Genesis. That's where the whole book of Genesis, after these certain diacritical marks, that's where they should go, really, in Exodus, because Exodus is actually, this is something, if you continue to come, it's the first book of the Bible. It's actually the first book of the Bible, and this th third verse, I think, is actually the very first, first book written. And so he came down, though. They had to restore order because they didn't build the golden calf already. They didn't broke broke their commandment, broke the law of Yahweh. When you broke one, you broke them all. He gave them ten commandments, but it was six hundred and three ordinances. And if you broke them one, 
you broke them all. So when Moses had to restore orders, those who were going to continue on to do as Yahweh said do, he draw the line. That's a whole nother story. Story. Then Moses forgot he left some things off, which we tend to do. He forgot some things. And so Yahweh had him come back up a third time. On his third time trip up in the mount, he seen the creation of the heaven and earth over again. Six day, seven day rest, and then the rest of those 33, he seen the genealogy of men coming down from all from Adam all the way to Yahshua the Messiah. And that's three significant trips. That's what was going on with those three significant trips. But it was three significant trips. Why? Because that three represent that pattern. That's Moses' trip to the mouth. Now we go back to those charts with the name. So you got, we got the most tabernacle pattern the most holy place, holy place called roundabout. The three things he had made. You got the ark, Noah's ark, tabernacle pattern, Solomon's temple. Then you got the scriptures going on right here. You got the law, which the first five books represented by Moses, Genesis to what? Uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Moses wrote the first five books of the law. Then you got Next thing, you got the um, the law and the prophets. You got the prophets in the middle representing the holy holy place. So the law and the prophets, those are the scriptures. Then you get over to what they call the so-called New Testament, but it's not the New Testament. But, but in that New Testament, so-called, so to speak, they got the fulfillment of Yahshua fulfilling everything he told told him to do that was said in those scriptures. There's three, law, prophet, and fulfillment. Art, tabernacle, temple, most holy place, holy place, court, round the bar. Now we get on over here to where I'm getting into that middle one because everything that is made and created consists of what? An atom. Mm -hmm. What does an atom, just to shorten it up, an atom consists of a proton, a neutron, and an electron that goes round in the box. Everything that is made is made up of some atoms, mm -hmm. which represent everything that goes on in this creation goes on with what? That's all is really it goes on within Yahweh, Elohim. You right. can't get you cannot get outside of, but you gotta be able if you're following it along. Hope I wasn't, you know, I know I was all over the place, moving fast, didn't take our time. I just wanted to get that out, but you got to hear. But if you got your undivided attention and you're listening and you're writing things down, writing things down, then you go research them, bring your question, because what we want to do, if you're new and even to the ones that's been there, you want us to prove everything that we say. Mm -hmm. So proving what we we were saying you got to remember what we have said that you will have a questions on, but you got to hear. It is all great true gospel. It's the best story. It's the best story out there. There's no other greater story that you will want to hear and read about of uh, the true nature of our Creator, our Heavenly Father, Yahweh Elohim, the Joshua Messiah, and I will yield the floor. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Crew. And for our next speaker, it is a pleasure to call on from our Northside Chicago branch, Dr. Patrick Latortu. Guys, we're going to let me go, huh? Okay. <laughs> no, Pat, we saw you. We're going to let me listen. Okay. Um, I hope you did appreciate the remarks of the previous speaker. I do have a lot of things on my mind, but I'm not going to talk about a whole lot of things um, due to the fact that, um, well, I'll talk about one thing. Um, one thing that's on my mind and that it is very, at this stage and at this time, if someone could put up the ages and dispensations chart for me, please. Yes, thank you very much. I like the way y'all have that, that's beautiful. Please understand that um, it is now, not that it wasn't ever, but it is now more critical as we are approaching the universal revelation of Yahshua the Messiah, is that as the previous speaker said, please hear the words of Yahshua the Messiah in your consciousness and be absolutely sure, <laughs> be absolutely sure that you hear that voice from heaven within your soul. Because just that that's my that's that's my admonishment is just to hear the words of the holy spirit being spoken through through vessels and also within your soul mm -hmm. and please be absolutely sure you hear that voice and that it gives you the discernment to hear this gospel as like the previous speaker said hero israel and I said, you better hear something, you know, hear Patrick, you better listen to something or anyone else in, 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 this, in this audience. Now, what, what I want to go through, uh, if someone can look up the word, because he, two things came out that I really enjoyed. He said, pay attention. So if someone can look up the word attention first, and then I want you to locate back in the scriptures in the scripture lesson where he says when he was talking about uh, 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 uh to his disciples that he that you know he was telling them that he was speaking in parables but unto you was given the mystery and and the mysteries of the kingdom and if 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 people understand what's really being said the messiah is telling his disciples he's given them the mysteries now in this class mysteries are being revealed through this divine vision and revelation uh, 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 that was given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley. And I need someone to find, see, I'm not good with scriptures today because I wasn't, I was really intending to listen. If someone could find in Revelation uh, when the seventh angel should sound, the mystery should be finished. And if you got that, let me know. So give me attention first, and then we'll go from there. That's attention from Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. Yes. The act or state of applying the mind to something. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 hold it. Mm. 
<laughs> okay. It says the state and what? The act or state of applying the mind to something. So you are, so, 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 shoot. Let's, we, we can do this Romans 1, 19 and 20 real quick. You know your parents want your attention from time to time, especially when you grow up and especially when you do something wrong. Mm -hmm. Or you're in the military and you must come to an attention when a higher ranking officer shows up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or, of course, if the president of the United States shows up. But there are different variant, a different, different manifestations of showing attention, like in a classroom when the teacher is teaching, you're not supposed to be talking to your friend and passing notes and this, that, and the other. You're supposed to be paying attention to what is being taught. Right. I hope you take that spiritually and psychologically. So mm -hmm. if you're in a divine school, which is this is, you have a divine teacher. And so I, I know I'm going to have to get John 14, 26. Mm -hmm. So Finish what you have with attention. All right. Second definition is a condition of readiness for such attention involving especially a selective narrowing or focus of consciousness and receptivity. Oh, my goodness. We would be all day. OK, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you have to be ready. Now, see, that should already put you back at the Passover real quick with the, mm -hmm. with the roasted lamb, unleavened bread, and them bitter herbs. And they had to be ready the next day for it was, you know, after Yahweh's Passover and the death angel uh, 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 passing through. See, you're supposed to be ready already. <laughs> ready already. <laughs> what, what's, what's another definition, please? Uh, let's see. I, I like the first one, the first, to apply the mind to something. Right. So, so like the previous speaker was talking about Moses, you notice that he saw the burning bush that let me go back to Exodus three and one. I know I'm, I'm going to be flying all over the place and I need to, I need to slow down. I want you to go back to that situation where he was at the burning bush. And I want you to know that the moment Yahweh called his name, his mind was applying to something already because the burning bush, which happened to be a vision caught his attention. Right. That's so Exodus. What you, so what do you, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Exodus three and one. Mm. Now Moses, Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the, of the desert and came to the mountain of Elohim, even to Horeb. Mm -hmm. And the angel of Yahweh appeared unto him in a flame of fire and out of the midst of the bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. Mm -hmm. And Moses said, I will now turn aside to see this, excuse me, I will now turn aside and see this great sight while the bush is not burnt. Stop. And when you Stop. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you guys. So I'm apologizing right now to any scripture reader that's reading. I'm going to interrupt you. So I apologize right now. Now, you see what Moses said? He said, I am now going to turn aside. So you see, he's applying the mind. Yahweh Elohim through his uh, Yahweh, that angel in the bush mm -hmm. caught his attention. Now you can go ahead. I am Yah. He said, Moses, Moses, here am I. Uh, put off thy shoes for off thy seat for the ground that thou standest on is what? Holy ground. So when you take, so when you take the when the flesh comes off your mind, let's talk about those shoes, taking those shoes off because where you stand is holy ground. So when those fleshly things are taken away and you're able to pay attention to the voice, 
that's from heaven. See, you're paying attention. You, you're now turning aside and seeing this what? Great sight. See, just right. as he saw the angel in the burning bush, you're before, the, you're before a panoramic vision in Revelation. This can catch your attention. Right. Whether it's medical, whether it's the pattern, whether it's events in the world, it don't make no difference. Yeah, you know what caught my attention coming into class? John 5 43. I am coming my father's name and ye receive me, not let another come in his own name, him you will receive. Okay, that's scripture to me. Then the person that brought me to class go, Don't you come in your father's name? Mm. Uh-oh, made you think. Right. Made you pay attention. Then you go, oh, wow. Right. See? You understand? This is what Yahshua does. So that's why he's able to reel you in. Mm, ain't that something? That's why he's able to reel you in. And then you go ahead and he makes you sit. And I said he makes you sit down and pay attention to the mysteries that are given. You understand? Like in Matthew eleven twenty seven, where it says, The Father knoweth the Son, and the Son knoweth the Father. And whomever the son will reveal, say, so he's going to cause you to see something. If he reveals it, it catches your attention. Right. See? And that's why this gospel is extremely important. And as people using the pattern and using those things that Yahweh, like, for instance, you, he's taught, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm just running all over the place. Let me slow down. <laughs> so. Go back to the scripture lesson because I'm, I'm starting to feel it. Does it go, go to the scripture lesson where it says, unto them he's given them the pairs, but unto you the mist, the, he's given you the mysteries. Then I want someone to go over to, I think it's 1 Timothy or 2 Timothy, Timothy 3.16. Great is the mystery. For yeah, You know what I'm saying? And get that. And then I also want you to, uh, let me stop right there. Get those two things because I'm going to. That's so, Mark four. <clears throat> That's Mark four and nine. Yeah. No. Uh, wait. 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 You said four and nine. I hope you remember your four ninety cycle. I'm just throwing that in there. Go ahead, read. <laughs> <laughs> and he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Yeah. And, and when he was alone, they that were about him with. Wait a minute. Spirit. When he was alone, go ahead, read. They that were about him with the twelve asked yes. of him the parable. Yes. And he said unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of Yahweh. Now I want you to stop right there. Now he was talking to his disciples. That would mean they're students. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. John 14, 26. But the comforter who is the Holy Spirit, he will, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall what? teach you all things and mm -hmm. what bring all things back to your remembrance, whatever I have said unto you. Right. Yeah, people, there's a you. <laughs> That's right. Keep going. Mm -hmm. Same scripture. Don't go to John 24. I quoted that. Go ahead, read. Okay. And he said unto them, unto you, it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of Yahweh. Read. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Yes. That seeing go ahead, go ahead. That seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not mm -hmm. understand. Hold, give me Isaiah 29, 28 and 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge? 
And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Those that are what? Weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Go ahead. For precept must be upon precept. Read. Precept upon precept. Read. Line upon line. Yes. Line upon line. Yes. Here a little and there a little. That's right. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Keep reading. To whom he said, this is the rest, wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. So this gospel is supposed to be the rest to make the weary rest. Now, before you came into class, you were weary already. So no one has to write anybody a letter about how tired you were looking for God, this, that, and the other. You're already weary. Okay? And then you were called into this class. Read the next scripture, the next, the next, the next line, please. Mm-hmm. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Wait, wait, wait. What? What, what did you say? Say it again. Mm-hmm. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. So you're supposed to know the death, burial, resurrection, blood, water, spirit, 40 of Yahshua the Messiah. Now, this is what is supposed to be refreshing unto your soul, see? Mm -hmm. You understand? But they would not what? Read that last part. Mm -hmm. It's going to be refreshing. Yes, they would not hear. They would not hear. Keep going. Right. Keep going. But the word of Yahweh was unto them precept upon precept. Now, now you know that. Now you, I want you to notice that he repeats himself. Right. Read. Read. Precept upon precept. Mm. Line upon line, read. Line upon line, read. Here a little and there a little, yes. That they may go and fall backward and be uh -oh. broken and snared and taken. So if you don't hear this gospel, that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to be broken. You're going to be snared. You're going to be caught up in stuff. You're going to be calling anything else but Yahshua the Messiah himself. If you don't hear, right? Or if someone seems to be bored. Or if someone is not paying attention, hmm, or applying your mind, or uh, let me put it this way, he allows you to apply your mind or your soul to the things that he is saying. I think it's, I, I think it's Luke the 10th or John the 10th, where he says, my sheep heareth my voice, and they will not follow a stranger. They will not follow another. You understand? So it is critical at this time, right before the universal revelation of Yahshua the Messiah, that you hear the voice of Yahshua. Because the one thing Yahshua does, you ask a question, he will answer your question, and then he multiplies it right in front of your face. And you're like, what? Wow. And just in case you don't understand, here's another manifestation of the principle you just talked about. You understand? Did you finish that with Isaiah? Go back to the scripture lesson. But there's another thing on my mind. <laughs> there's another thing on my mind. And by the way, when he was talking about the sower of the seeds, you got to know who the sower is. See, you can go all the way back to Genesis with that one. See, when you start off in Genesis 1 and 1, where he says, you know, in the beginning, and it's supposed to say, in the beginning of my vision, you understand? Or that was Moses' vision. Or in the beginning of Moses' vision. Uh, get Genesis 1 and 1. I know I'm going to mess that up. Go ahead. I told you the whole thing. Genesis 1 1. Go ahead. In the beginning, Elohim created the heaven and the earth. That's right. 
and the earth was without form and void, and right. darkness was upon the face of the deep. That's right. And the spirit of Elohim moved upon the face of the waters. Stop. Hmm. Now, he said the spirit of Elohim moved what? Across the face of the waters? Right. Right? What do you think he was doing? Mm -hmm. what, what, what do you think he was doing? See, we wouldn't have known this if it wasn't for this divine vision and revelation. Right. That's the sower planting the seed. Don't you understand that? Just mm -hmm. as the children of Israel, after uh, 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 you know, after that, uh, 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 given that promise to Abraham that that his seed, had, oh my goodness, that his seed had to go down, but you know, had to go down to a, a, a boy. I'm messing that up. Give me Genesis 15 and uh, 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 I believe 15, 12, 15, 13. I'm messing that up because you see the seed being planted. So see the seed. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, sir, you know that seed was planted in Sarah. That wasn't the, you know, that wasn't of Abraham's seed. You understand? And that seed is coming all the way down from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the 70 coming all the way down into the land of Egypt. And didn't they multiply? You understand? As pressure was being applied to them by Pharaoh, and they multiplied, and they cried unto Elohim, and Elohim did what? Surely visited them. Oh, my goodness. And then all of a sudden, Yahshua, them, and, and, and they had the Passover lamb, you understand what I'm saying? And they had to eat that. Did not the seed of vegetation uh, uh, go through? Uh, 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 didn't they go through the divided waters of the Red Sea on the third day? They went to and through and resurrected on the third day. What do you think happened on the third day of Moses' vision? You understand when he when the waters rolled back. You understand and the seed of vegetation what came forth. Get me Genesis on the third day. Then we'll talk about the children of Israel because it's that self same seed. You understand that came down and multiplied itself. Don't you understand that Yahshua the Messiah was the true seed? You understand that was placed in Miriam's womb. You understand and then he had to come forth out of out of Virgin Mary. You understand just out of Adam had to come out of Virgin Mother Earth. Go ahead, give me the third day. Oh my goodness. Oh. What was it, Genesis? What I'm sorry. Yeah, on the third day. I don't know if it's the ninth verse. I, oh, I can't remember. Is it the ninth right. verse? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm right. running. I know. Nope, I'm nope, running. Sorry, nope, sorry. All right. Uh, no, no, that's Dorian. That's the yep. ninth verse. Right. That is the ninth right. verse. Go ahead. See, okay. that's the ninth verse. <laughs> what do you think came planted out these nine divine principal attributes? Just as a child is being conceived in the mother's womb, and they, they're going to develop those nine systems. Seven are only going to be activated, and then coming through the womb of the of the mother, see, and then the eighth uh, uh, system comes activated, which is the respiratory system. Don't mm -hmm. you understand? And by the time you get to the ninth system to be to be activated, while you are what become a from a child to an adolescent, which right. is the reproductive system. Don't get me started. Go back mm -hmm. to Genesis one and nine. Read Genesis one and nine. And Elohim said, let the waters under heaven be gathered together unto one place. That's right. And let the dry land appear. And yes. it was so. Yes. And Elohim called the dry land earth. Yes. And the gathering together of the waters called he seas. Yes. And Elohim saw that it was good. Yes. And Elohim said, let the earth bring forth, bring forth grass and herb yielding seed. 
Yeah. And the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind. Wait. Mm -hmm. So these things have to be have to be done after his kind. Mm-hmm. You understand? Don't you know your mind is nothing but fertile ground? All of a sudden, someone says, someone swears, and all of a sudden you just react because you, your mama is this, and all of a sudden you ready to fight because like, look what you said in that person's mind. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That the mind is a very delicate thing, see? But see, what we're looking for is to have our minds converted and changed right. by the the Messiah from a carnal-minded state unto a what? spiritually minded state because if you were listening to the previous speaker that at you know at, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and sin passed upon all men you understand so man was already dead that was just messed up ground you understand but yasha the messiah remember he he spoke his word see you know unto 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 those people you understand what i'm saying he's sowing seed you understand or the seed is being sown in the earth just as the thoughts of yasha the messiah should penetrate that hard-headed carnal-minded state say you understand and then yasha the messiah is going to sit here and water that seed and if it catches good ground you understand what i'm saying then he's going to then those words that Yahshua the Messiah speaks into your consciousness is going to resurrect. And all of a sudden, you don't give praise to the vessel that's speaking this, that's speaking it unto you. You give praise and honor to the spirit that is within, you understand? Which right. means you have to glorify Yahshua the Messiah in your heart and in your mind and not for another. Because if you go to one other vessel and say, oh my goodness, that was a wonderful lecture. You forgot who the teacher was. Go ahead, finish that in the third day. Right, Genesis, that's 1 and 11. And Elohim said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed and the the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind. After his kind, read. Whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so. See, so see, 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 you see what's happening here? So when you go, now see, you can do, you can do both ways. See, you can have the seed of vegetation come forth on the third day. And then three days later, man comes up out of the dust of the ground and he's made a what? Living soul. You understand? So he is alive when Yahshua the Messiah takes him out. Just as I said, the Yahshua the Messiah came to the loins of the Virgin Mother Mary, just as Adam came from the dust of the ground and he became a living soul. What's the difference between the two? You understand? One is a living soul. One is a quickening spirit. You understand what I'm saying? And that quickening spirit is speaking unto your consciousness so that your attributes that are in your soul, you understand, are quickened and that they are to serve him in what? In spirit and in truth. Do you understand? Now, once he has spoken unto your conscience, oh, I didn't finish with the children of Israel. And when the children of Israel were coming forth, go, go to Genesis 15 and 12 for a moment, please. When he gave the promise to Abraham and he said that your seed will be as the stars of the heaven and the sand of the seashore. But first, it must go down into a land that what? That is that is that is a land that they know not of and be evilly entreated. But right. who's going to be the one that you better read that? thing? Genesis 15 and 12. Go ahead. And when the sun was going down, a deep yes. sleep fell upon Abram. Yes. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. Yes. And he said unto Abram, know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. Yes. And shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. Yes. 
And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. Mm-hmm. Now, now watch. Now watch. Now, 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 you see how he mentioned 400 years that they're going to serve them? Then mm-hmm. wait a minute. 400 years. Hmm. Four. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the mist of the candlestick to me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Who do you think appeared in the 4,000th year uh, 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 through the ages and dispensations of time? That was Yahshua the Messiah, that middle brink. Who do you think appeared in the 400th year? You understand what I'm saying? Uh, 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 down there in the land of Egypt. That was what? Joshua, the son of Nun. And he, and he waited for 30 years. You understand what I'm saying? Until activity took place. You see that three? You see that four and that three? You understand? Yahshua coming in there, 4,000th year, and then he started to preach the gospel for what? Uh, at the age of 30, and he preached it for three and a half years, you understand? And they preached so hard, they had to put him on that cross. They didn't want that. They just had to put him on that cross, you understand, through his death. And then when he went in there, now see, if you were listening to the previous speaker, his soul, after his soul left that, 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 that specially prepared body that had all the sin in it, and they had to bury it in Joseph's new tomb. You know he had to go into the tomb. You understand what I'm saying? And those that believed in him, that means from Adam all the way down to where he was at. You know, he resurrected them. And that's on the Moses chart. You understand what I'm saying? Where he resurrected when an entire army on the third day. You understand what I'm saying? You see the seed resurrecting, you know, uh, with Yahshua being first, and then Yah, and then and then the seed of vegetation. <laughs> right. Seed of vegetation coming forth. You understand what I'm saying? On the what? Third day. Yeah, the children of Israel came out of there, 430, and they went to and through the divided waters of the Red Sea, three days, 433, just as you see on the ages and dispensations chart, 4,033, and the seed of that, and and those that believed in had to resurrect on out, on the what? On the third day. People, where you think you at? Where you at on this ages and dispensations chart? You know you're in the fourth age in the sixth dispensation. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hmm. Take the number six and split it evenly. What do you get? Three and three. Oh, fourth age, sixth dispensation. Three and three. Hmm. Interesting. You know what you're about to approach. You're about to approach the universal revelation of Yahshua the Messiah. That's what you're about to approach. See, and he's going to resurrect those. He already resurrected those that believed in him or that know his voice. You understand? See? So, therefore, it's the fourth age, y'all. 33, same principle. Three plus three is six. He's about to wrap up this entire physical creation by fire. You understand what I'm saying? Just as the children of Israel... You know, he was a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by what? Night, you understand? Now, and, that, and let's get this understood. See, see, there's only one true resurrection. Now, people, don't be playing with these two resurrections running around here. You know there's a pattern going on. There's only one resurrection because Yahshua the Messiah said that I am the resurrection and the what? And the life. So, therefore, you're going to, one way or another, if you have Yahshua in you, which is life itself, I didn't say life down here on earth. In fact, this is not life down here on earth. You know what's happening down here. 
with all this confusion and chaos running around here. See? But if the life of Yahshua the Messiah is in you, you understand? That means wisdom and knowledge and wisdom is the stability of our time. That's why you can sit around, go to work, be at peace. Why? Because Yahshua has stabled your mind because your mind happened to pay attention to what? The voice from heaven. You understand what I'm saying? You see how important that voice is? You see how important Yahshua being the comforter, just as Noah was the comforter back there in the flood. You understand? As those animals came up in there, you know what I'm saying? And then he destroyed that world because the thought of man was only what? Evil continually. Can someone explain to me what's happening right now? Hmm. Mm -hmm. hmm. Sounds like man's heart is only what? Evil continually. Hmm. And he's being motivated by what? Uh-oh, we did talk about mystery, didn't we? He's being motivated by another mystery, mystery of iniquity. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I was going to go through all this like this. I don't know how much time I have, but hold it. I want you to do this for me. I need for you to go and these are for those, and the, and the reason why I'm going through this principle is that you must depend on Yahshua with everything you have, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength, because some people in class are going through some storms and going through some stuff, and they have to remember, see, that the Holy Spirit can stop all those thoughts which would represent like winds of doctrine or winds of despair and all this other stuff. That's what That's I really right. want to get to. Get back to that, 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 that bottom part of the, of the scripture that I ain't going to get all that. Uh, 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 where he said, when, they, when he went into a ship, you understand, with his disciples, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they're going out and they're sailing or they're rowing, sailing. I don't know what they're doing. And then all of a sudden the storm came up. Get that for me, please. That's Mark 4 and 35. Wait a minute. Mark 4 and 35. That's where it starts? 3 yeah. and 5 again. Uh-oh. Here we go. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just playing with numbers. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Read. And the same day when the evening was come, he when said the to them. That's right. When the evening came, read. Let us pass over unto the other side. Uh-oh. Let us pass over to the other side. Didn't the children of Israel pass over into the wilderness? Read. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when they had sent away, wait, 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 wait. Then the new birth pass over in the Canaan land. Y'all better pay attention. Read. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. Mm -hmm. And there were also with him other little ships. Mm -hmm. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and saith unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Mm. And, they, and they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, you see, you should already go back to Moses. Remember when the children of Israel were coming be before the Red Sea? And all of a sudden, if you bring us out here to, woo, my goodness, if you bring us out here to die, we had graves in Egypt. 
We had places to da 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 da. Anytime there's a situation in the heart and in the mind, you're supposed to do what? Stand still and what? Right. See the salvation of who? Yeah. See the salvation of Patrick. Are you a fool? See yourself, save yourself. That's a stupid thought. Let me explain something to you. Only one that's going to get you out of any trouble whatsoever. I don't care what they come after you. It's only Yahshua the Messiah himself and no other. And, I, and he will use any means necessary to save you if you belong to him. And you go back to Egypt for and you go back to Moses for a second. Uh, I believe it's the 14th chapter. That's a wonderful thought, a 14th chapter. Go ahead. 14 and 1? Yeah. I'm sorry. And it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Ariok, king of Elessar, mm -hmm. Chedorlaomer, king of Elam, keep, and Tidal. Keep going. Skip the names because okay. I will be here all day. Go ahead. All right. All right. <laughs> Second verse. That these made war with Bera, king of Sodom, and with Bersha, okay. king Hold of Gomorrah. Wait, wait, wait. You're in Genesis, right? I'm right. sorry. I wanted Exodus. Okay. Sorry. Mm hmm because see, this is the children of Israel coming to the divided waters of the Red Sea, and they were making all sorts of complaints. Right. Okay. Exodus 14 and 1. Yes. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Pi Hiroth, mm -hmm. between Migdal and the sea, over mm -hmm. against Baal Zephon. Mm -hmm. Before it ye shall encamp by the sea. Mm -hmm. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are entangled in the land. The wilderness hath shut them in. Now, please, please keep in mind who's hardening and softening the hearts of man. Right. Okay. He hardened Pharaoh's heart to come after the children of Israel. And you better remember what it said in Exodus 9, 16, for in very, for in very deed, I've raised thee up to show in thee whose power? His power, who is Yahweh's power, and that his name may be declared. Now, see, you're supposed to apply that right now in this age and dispensation. What are you supposed to be doing? Applying it. Wait a minute. All these thoughts are coming in. Or, oh, my goodness, I'm in a situation. Now, are you going to be quiet? Are you going to complain or are you going to be quiet? I didn't say this thing was easy. Keep reading. Right. right. Fourth verse. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart. That he shall follow after them. See, didn't we just, didn't we just, didn't he just, didn't he just say that? Now, mm -hmm. I, who, who, who said that? Who said that again? Say it again. Who said Yahweh. that? Yahweh. Yahweh said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. Read. Mm -hmm. That he shall follow after them. Mm. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Ho, ho, ho. Wait, wait, wait. You mean to tell me that Yahweh hardened Pharaoh's heart? Follow the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. mm. People, what do you think is happening in your lives today? Now, these damnable spirits are coming after you. Why? Why? Who's the one that sent them? Mm -hmm. mm. Wait a minute. What are you supposed to do when they come? <laughs> Who are you going to call on? Is your God on vacation? Is he asleep somewhere? Mm. Is he? Uh, how long are you going to hold in between two opinions? Either you believe Yahshua the Messiah can save your soul or save you out of a situation, or you don't. Uh-oh. Don't be like the children of Israel with the prophets of Baal and Elijah standing there. You understand what I'm saying? To prove who Elohim is Elohim? Now go ahead. Read that again. Read, read, read. Mm -hmm. Fourth verse. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them. 
and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts. He's going to be honored upon them. Why? Because they're going to cry unto Yahweh. Go ahead, read. Mm -hmm. That the Egyptians may know that I am Yahweh. Wait, 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 wait. That the Egyptians, that didn't even know they had a, you understand that they're going to know that he is Yahweh. Read. Mm -hmm. And they did so. Yeah. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? Mm. And he made remember ready his... You came, now, now, listen, remember before you came into class, you served everything else but. Mm -hmm. Remember that. But he pulled you out. So go ahead and read. Mm -hmm. Six verse. And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of, of Egypt and captains over every one of them. Mm -hmm. Six, and six, six. Mm -hmm. And Yahweh hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Oh, here we go. And he hardened the heart. Go ahead, read. And he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the, Egyptians, but the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them in camping by the sea read. beside Pi-Harath yeah. before Baal-Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel wait, cried out wait, unto Yahweh. Wait, 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 and they were so afraid. Uh-oh, mm -hmm. read. 11th verse, and they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? You see how the, you see how the mind is trembling all of a sudden? Wait, mm -hmm. wait. You took a time, we had no graves in Egypt. This, that, and the other. Really? Read. Wherefore hast thou dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Read. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? See, no, 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 no. you see that? Leave me alone. Right. I want to serve the Egyptians. Mm. You are a stupid fool. <laughs> right. that, 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 look, listen, that's Galatians 5, 17. They made you the works of the flesh. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Say, and you, you work, you work in building Pharaoh's treasure city. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Read. Go ahead. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Do you understand what's being said? Mm -hmm. You were thinking that it was better to anyway. Go ahead, read. Right, 13th verse. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh. First of all, let's 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 go over that statement. Fear ye not. Mm -hmm. For if Yahweh be for you, who can be against you? Mm -hmm. hmm. Hmm. Fear ye not. Now mm -hmm. here's the second. That, so that's the first part. Right. Now watch. Stand still. You see how threefold this is working? <laughs> Fear not. Stand yes. still. And what? See the salvation of Yahweh. Now, that was all threefold. Now, mm -hmm. now first of all, court roundabout, fear not. <laughs> and, then, and then you go into the holy place. Stand still. Where are you supposed to be standing right now, according to Matthew 24 chapter? The standing in the what? Holy in the place. what? In the holy place. Uh-oh. And then you're supposed to see the salvation of Yahweh. You're mm -hmm. supposed to be seeing Yahshua the Messiah sitting on your throne. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, ain't that something? I just saw that. He just taught that. Mm. Go ahead. Read it. And Moses said unto the people, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh. Yeah. Which he will show to you this today. Which he will show to you or reveal to you this day. Read. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, yes. ye shall see them again no more forever. You will see them again no more. Forever. Forever. So at the universal revelation of Yahshua the Messiah, those damnable spirits, or those satanic spirits that are sitting here bothering you day, night, knock, 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 want to sit here and roll your mind with all these stupid, ridiculous, damnable thoughts of this, that, and the other, make you pay attention to anything else but your Savior, Yahshua Messiah, you right. will see them no more. Uh-oh. Do I need to prove that? Second Thessalonians 1 and 7. Mm -hmm. And unto you who are what? Trouble. Mm -hmm. Rest. Oh, my goodness. Rest with us. For when Yash, for for when Yahshua will will appear with his mighty angels. Go ahead. I messed That's that up. First Thessalonians 1 and 7. <clears throat> and to you who are troubled, now rest. You shouldn't be, now, now listen, you shouldn't be troubled. Say, understand? Because you already heard what, his, what they said in, Matt, in Isaiah 29 and 9, 29 and 8, or 28 and 9. Say, go ahead, get reading. But, but if you are troubled, rest with us. Read. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just have a, my thing froze up. Dorian, if oh. you have it. Okay. Well, uh, sorry, uh, technology. I'm sorry. Oh, I understand. <laughs> I got to work with it. Go ahead. All right. I'm pulling it up now. You, and, to, and, and unto you who are troubled, rest with us. For when Yahshua the Messiah will be revealed, shall be revealed with his mighty angels, taking flaming Yes, I'm, on. I'm sorry. The second Thessalonians 1 and 7. Oh, uh, and to you who are troubled, rest with us. Yes. When Yahshua the Messiah shall be revealed from heaven with his yes. mighty angels. Yes. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not Yahweh. Now, wait, 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 wait. That know not. That means they don't have life eternal. That means they're spiritually dead. Uh -oh. Read. Mm -hmm. To them that know not Yahweh and that obey not the gospel of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. Wait a minute. They don't even obey the gospel of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. You don't need death, bear, resurrection no more. Mm. You don't need blood, water, spirit no more. We, we've gone on and progressed to other things. Uh, don't get me started. Go ahead, read again. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not Yahweh and that obey not the gospel of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, read. who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of Yahweh read. and from the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his sons and to be admired in all them that believe, mm. because our testimony testimony among you was believed in that day. Wait a minute. It, the, 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 your, your testimony was believed in that day. Just like the angels in heaven, when they were, when they were saved by Yahshua the Messiah, I believe that's Revelation 12 and 10, where they said, not, when they heard a loud voice from heaven, right. now has come salvation and strength and right. the power of his Messiah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then they go ahead for they were for they were saved by the blood of the Lamb. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But then they say, "Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth." Where you think you at? Mm -hmm. 
Now, you, now, listen to what I'm about to say. You exist <clears throat> on earth, but you live with Yahshua the Messiah. Now you're going to say, what the heck did he just say? What? What? Mm. What do you mean? You exist down here, but you live in... Oh, don't you understand that once Yahshua the Messiah explains himself unto you and resurrects your soul, this is nothing but an existence. And all you're doing is passing through this existence. Mm. This is mm -hmm. not your real life. Right. Uh-oh, did I say that? Re did I finish that with 2 Thessalonians? Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, see, because I, I, want, I want to get down off the floor. I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> I really do. But give me Colossians 1, 26 and 27. We're back to that mystery. Mm -hmm. Now remember that the Messiah said in the scripture lesson that the mysteries were given unto the disciples. And if you are a student of the Holy Spirit or you are a student of Yahshua the Messiah, who is that quickening spirit? And now he has revealed this mystery unto you. See, great is the mystery. But now see, he's come down to you now. Please do not miss your visitation at all. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Don't miss it. You see how the Jews missed their visitations because they didn't believe? Please don't miss your visitation because you're just not sure. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. Make, well, where's that scripture at? Where's it? Make your election what? Make your election sure. You don't have to get it, but make sure that your election is what? Sure. You understand what I'm saying? Make mm. sure that you have a knowledge and an understanding of who your creator is and how he actually exists. And I don't care how little your knowledge is, and I don't care how great your knowledge is, just as long as you know the only true Elohim and Yahshua the Messiah whom he has sent. Colossians 1 26. Colossians 1 and 26. Go ahead. Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations but now is made manifest to his sons. So wait a minute, this thing was hid. Mm -hmm. This thing was hid. Go back to the ages and dispensation chart. This thing was hid. This is why you got to use your pattern. This thing is hid. Mm -hmm. Now, wait a minute. It was Now, if you use your pattern like this, this is an example. Now look, second age, court roundabout. Third age, holy place. Fourth age would be likened unto the most holy place. Now, I'm using the physical ages and dispensations, likened unto, comparing it to the what? Tabernacle pattern. Right. So see, where, where did Yahshua the Messiah reveal himself? Under, he didn't reveal himself in the what? Third age would be likened unto the holy place. He came in, see, likened unto the what? Fourth age, or likened unto the most holy place. Uh-oh, now, now I got a big question for you. Wait a minute. The, the high priest made three trips into the tabernacle, right? Mm -hmm. You understand? Now, when he made the third trip, wearing the garments of beauty and glory and wearing the mitre and sprinkling uh, the, 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 the Ark of the Covenant set, uh, seven more times, which is a total of 21 times, what happened? The Shekinah. Oh, that means he appeared unto mm -hmm. the high priest in a what? Vision. Vision. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. Line it up. Joshua, the 24th chapter. Give me Joshua 21. I thought I was going to be done. Hold Colossians 126. Give me Colossians 24 chapter. I mean, uh, 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 Joshua right. 24 and 1. Yes, please. Joshua 24 and 1. Read. And, jo 
And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem. Now, now listen, this is the new birth mm -hmm. in Canaan's land after it was after it was conquered. See, read. And called for the elders of Israel and yes. for their heads and for their judges and for their officers. And yes. they presented themselves before Yahweh. And Joshua said unto no, all no, the no, people. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Read that first verse again. Who, okay. who, who, who gathered them? Right. And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem. Yes. And called for the elders of Israel and for yes. their heads and for their judges and for their officers. And they presented themselves before Yahweh. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Just that verse. Mm -hmm. Joshua, the son of Nun, is gathering all the officers and the new birth are coming before him. And they presented themselves before Elohim. I wonder where Elohim was at. <laughs> What's the second verse? <laughs> second verse. Yeah. And Joshua said unto all the people, yeah. thus saith Yahweh Elohim of Israel. Yes. Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time, yes. even Terah, the father of Abraham, yes. and the father of Nacor, yes. and they served other deities. Yes. And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood stop. and led. Stop, stop, too fast. Mm -hmm. He said, Yahweh Elohim. Then he says, I. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm. What am I trying to get at, y'all? It's very simple. Mm -hmm. Who's the one? Who, who do you think is the one that brought you into class? Oh, I had a friend of mine and he told me about class. And I sat down and my friend ain't there no more, but you are. Hmm. Who do you think invited you to class? Who do you think made you sit down? Who do you think taught you? Who do you think revealed the mysteries unto your soul? Who are you supposed to serve? Who are you supposed to glorify? Who are you supposed to call the name on when you're in trouble? And now, now I, 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 like I used to say this long ago. I can't be saying this no more. But I used to say this long ago. You can't be calling me. I, if you have my phone number, you call me and say, uh, 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 click. <laughs> Wanna know why? You know why. You're not supposed to be calling on me. You're supposed to be calling on Yahweh Elohim through his son, Yahshua the Messiah. Now, I'm going to be very specific. Call on Yahshua the Messiah. That's my point. Now, go back to, uh, uh, where was I at? I was I was running. Colossians, Colossians one twenty six. Right. This re this mystery wasn't revealed. Colossians mm -hmm. one twenty six. Even, <laughs> even the mystery which hath been hidden from ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his sons. Made manifest mm -hmm. to his sons. So everybody is not going to see him just yet. It's mm -hmm. to his sons first. Mm -hmm. Then he'll show himself to everybody else later and that's when it's too late go ahead 27 to whom elohim would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the gentiles yeah. which is the messiah in you your only hope of glory your what well it says your, your hope of glory no 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 you said it right the first time your what <laughs> your only hope of glory so there's only one way out mm-hmm 
There are no avenues. You know how Christian, you know, some Christians are going around. Well, you know, you be, I, you believe I believe in this and you believe in that, and all will meet together in the by and by. That doesn't work like that. Right. The baby only comes out one now. Now they do have the cesarean section, but before they got the cesarean section and all that other stuff, the baby only had one way out. You know what that was. All you mothers out there that gave a proper birth, you know what it was. And it was not, and it was not so pleasant until the baby came through. Now, I'm going to share this, and then I'm going to shut my mouth because I want to get down. Watch. People, you are coming towards the end, according to the Gregorian calendar, of the 90th year that this divine vision and revelation has manifested itself on this earth plane. I'm going to say it again. You are approaching June 6th, 2021. This vision was manifested 1931 to our founding. What you should be thinking about right now is a baby being born. You notice how the labor pains on the earth plane have been getting tougher and tougher and harder and harder. Women, physical women, you can testify to this if you gave birth to a baby. Say, first came a show of blood, then the water bag broke. Then came the what? Labor pain. People, the creation is going through labor pain. Everything is going in chaos. People are experiencing this, that, and the other. Understand? You know what you are approaching. You are approaching the universal revelation of Yahshua the Messiah. And the things are not going to get any easier. So to you who are troubled or that are in labor pain and you almost want to call your husband this, that, and the other, you better not call Yahshua this, that, and the other. He's your husband. He will get you through, through knowledge and wisdom being the what? Stability of our time. Your birth will come through or you're supposed to already, you know, give, have that son. You understand? Just like because you are a virgin, you know, he made you a virgin so he can put his heart, put his thoughts in your heart and mind so that you can pay attention. You know, the mother always pay attention to that baby, every movement, every this, every that. Pay attention. Type, shadow, allegory. See, see, please. And, 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 and this is an admonishment to me and everybody else. Hear that small, still voice within your soul. And don't be worrying about, your. wow, he preaches so well. No, he don't. He got that from Yahshua the Messiah. He's the true preacher. He's the true teacher. He's the true savior. He's the only king. And that is the only one you need to pay attention to as these labor pains are getting harder. The earth plane is getting crazier. You know, your heart and mind is going, oh my goodness. But as long as you keep your eye on Yahshua the Messiah within your soul, he will bring you through like he brought the children of Israel through through the divided waters of the Red Sea, like he got all those from Adam all the way down through, you know, out of the graves. You understand what I'm saying? And he will get you through. You understand what I'm saying? Through whatever that is going on in the heart and in the mind, because right. he's the savior and he's the only one that can keep you stable through these times. Right. Few words, I say hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Latortu. And you could have just went on because we only had like eight minutes. <laughs> no, 
No, no, no, that, 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 no. Okay. I mean, I got more, but no, no, it's, I can only give what that he's given me to say. I understand. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Latour, too. And therefore, for our next eight minutes, we'd like to see if the Dean of the Northside Chicago branch would have anything to say. Dr. John Quates. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I think a lot was said, and uh, I was very edified. And um, mm -hmm. I, I guess uh, don't have a lot of time, so but just give Yashua all the glory and the honor, and to understand that we must hear that small, still voice. Uh, and throughout the ages and dispensations. That is what he has always made a way, it's always spoken. And we can just show that, how even with the angels, he had to speak to Michael and uh, give Michael the authority to cast Lucifer and his host out of, that, out, of, out of heaven. So Michael had to, hear, had to hear that voice, as well as the rest of the, the hosts that followed Yahshua the Messiah. I didn't say followed Michael follow Yahshua the Messiah see so and to prove that they did not believe in Michael see because th that would be the same as believing in, in, in Lucifer they had to believe in Yahshua the Messiah that he was the one mm -hmm. see? so it's very important to know who we're supposed to be listening to just as those angels they had to listen see? and that brought forth salvation for them that's taking it all the way in heaven and showing that so you see that same principle, see, when you talk about hearing, you see that same principle with uh, with Adam and Eve in, in the garden, see? And you know that Yahweh spoke to Adam and Eve heard that as well. And they were told not to touch of that tree. See, so there is a penalty for hearing and not being obedient. See, so look at that as well, but we're gonna have a lot of time going that, but there's a, the, the main thing is, even when <laughs> he said that they said they heard the voice of Yahweh walking in the midst of the garden. And you know you don't hear no voice in the walking. Mm. But in their heart and mind, see, that great fear, see, and that great condemnation, see, that's a terrible thing to hear and to feel. See, because they couldn't, they couldn't escape that. No matter, no matter what tree they hid, they heard Yahweh coming in their heart and their mind. That that's something that you know is it's very, and that is something that as it was in the beginning, like that is the same way. See, just like those angels that was cast, those angels was cast out of heaven. See, they were they had to, had to say the same thing. Have you come to torment us? See, what were they hearing? They were hearing Yahshua Messiah, and that was tormenting them. See, we want we want that to be, we want to hear his voice and know that that's that he has the power to save our soul. See. So you're going to hear it, see? So i got five minutes. Mm -hmm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got that with, uh, with in that Garden of Eden. And we also can see the same principle with, um, with um, Noah and how Noah had a, you know, had a vision, but he also had to hear the instructions and see, as, as he told John, tell him what you see in here to write. See? And as doctors used to always say, you ain't blind, you can hear. You know, right. So, you know, it's if Noah just would have saw something, he had to hear some instructions. And, and think about this. What are we really saying when we say it here? 
See, Noah is hearing a divine voice. See, he's hearing something in his heart and mind. You could have been standing right next to him and wouldn't have heard nothing. So a saw. See, now let Yahweh cause that to be for you to hear and to see. see. And Noah heard that voice. And then what did Noah do? He told his brothers or brought his family or his, his sons, see, what he heard. And then they heard what Noah heard. See, that's like the preaching of the gospel. You get that ark built. See. And so you see that there, and you can see the same thing with, uh, give me the age dispensation chart. I guess I could just look at that as well, though, but age dispensation chart. So and you can see the same thing with Abraham. He heard that voice saying, leave your, leave your father's house, see, and, and Yahweh showed him the land. So he showed him, and he also had to listen to what Yahweh was saying. So he, not only did he hear, but he also saw something as well. So that's, that's Abraham hearing and seeing. And listen, it didn't change. That voice did not change, or that promise did not change. See, Yahweh didn't change. He told Isaac. See, Isaac had to hear the same thing, that his seed would inherit that, that uh, land. And the same Elohim. See, they didn't switch Elohims. The same Elohim. And Jacob had to hear the same thing, see? So Yahweh spoke to throughout that family, see? Just like he spoke throughout the uh, family of, of, of Adam, see? Just like he's speaking to us and see, we're a family, see? And so it is indeed down to the ages and down to dispensation. And then you have Yahshua walking on the earth plane, see? And not only, see, as it says that he spoke to his disciples, but he spoke to the creation too. And the creation obeyed him. Now, right. You speak to a tree, see, or speak to the waters. See, you, you, you have a hard time just speaking to people, see, but the whole creation obeyed him. See, he spoke to that fig tree, and that fig tree didn't bear forth no more fruit. He spoke to the wind, and the wind stopped, see. And you think he can't speak to you or I? See, that's the power of Yahweh. Right. See, power of Yahshua to speak see, and bring it to pass. See. So you see that? And he told he he told them on that he was gonna get in them, see, and bring it back to their remembrance. The very thought of him bringing back to their remembrance is him speaking in their heart and in their mind. Are you gonna bring some back? Now that's deep because he's bringing it back to their remembrance. See, that means he's speaking within them. Right. See, and he's not outside of them. He's in them speaking to them. It's like you know. So you see that there. And he told them to go throughout the ages and dispensations or go throughout the world and preach the gospel. And everybody to hear, let them hear. And everybody don't shake the dust off your feet. See? So that's what he did. See? So you have, you, have, you know, we, so we see and understand. I only got a couple minutes. So we see and understand. That's how Yahweh's always done it. See? And then we see that towards the end, which we are in the end, but that universal revelation of Yahshua's side, every tongue shall confess and every ear shall hear and every knee shall bow. See, and everybody shall hear that voice. Now, look, the very thought of Yahweh being able to communicate to every soul, not just on the face, not just now, but throughout the ages of the anybody that died anywhere, anytime, to be able to speak to into every soul at the same time. Because there ain't gonna be a bunch of judgment. There ain't gonna be a bunch of, okay, the next group, 
See, no, it's not like that. See, it's not like that. See, we that when we talk about healing, it's not like that. See, talking about the power of Yahweh. That's why I said in well, 19 chapter and song, see that the heavens declare the glory of Yahweh. The heavens declare the glory, and they speak day unto day, other speech. See? So he, he can speak anything he wants throughout the creation. And the whole world can see the sun. See, just like the whole world can see Yahshua Messiah, we'll see him speaking to them. With that, I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Dr. Quates. We thank all the speakers, and we thank Yahshua for speaking through you all. We thank you all for joining us. We hold classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays from uh, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. And on Sundays from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. Again, we thank all our brethren for joining us and praise Joshua. We will now have doxology, which is taken from the last two verses of the book of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong all glory, majesty, dominion, and power. For all times, now and ever, let us all say, Hallelujah. 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 Beautiful class. Beautiful.